Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Right now, you can get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash bad. Babbel, language for life. Welcome to the Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. guys and girls and gays and theys. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I hope you're having a lovely Monday. Right up top, I'm going to give you guys an apology because there's construction happening at my apartment building and you might hear an occasional hammer or truck backing up beeping noise. And I'm really sorry about that. They won't stop no matter how many times I ask. (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't ask. Construction guys kind of scare me a little bit. Anyway, you want to know what else has been on my mind? Kate, there was a podcast a while ago that's no longer in existence called Chatty Broads. I shouldn't say a while ago, but they just they recently stopped doing it called Chatty Broads and they called their audience the Broad Squad. And it's so good. That's such a good nickname. I want to steal it so bad. But it feels a little bit not cool to just like, you know, take their name, take their name from that. But I don't know. Is it fine? Is it not fine? I like the nicknames that we've come up with around here. Like we do bad broads. We do uh, baby broads, dad broads. Like I like that. It's it's a good vibe. But broad squad is so all encompassing. I'm just I've been torn on whether or not I can steal it. I don't I don't think I can. It doesn't feel right. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll feel differently in, you know, after a few months pass. Anyway, today's topic is depressing and also funny. I got this topic from Hannah Burner, who is a hilarious comedian, by the way. If you haven't seen her stand up, it's really, really funny. And she also has two podcasts. She has the Burning in Hell podcast and the Giggly Squad podcast. Uh, she's super funny, but she does these interviews like these street interviews that are on her TikTok if you want to go watch them. And she did this one where she asked women, what was the most embarrassing thing you pretended to like for a guy? And I saw it and I put up on my Instagram story, like a question box for you guys to answer this. And I wasn't actually even planning on doing this as an episode, but the answers were too good. And I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a broader topic that we should probably acknowledge something that we all do, you know, kind of faking things, not necessarily even faking things for somebody to like us romantically, but just faking things for people to like us in general. I am so like painfully guilty of this. And yeah, I'm going to blame it on the fact that I'm a double Libra. Okay. I don't really have a set personality. I just kind of chameleon to whoever I'm around. As I get older, I'm I'm a lot better at that, but for sure, for sure still have a habit of doing it, of just agreeing with people right away or acting like I'm into the same things that people are into because it's like, I don't know, it's people pleasing, of course, but it's also like, you know, wanting their approval, wanting their connection, all of that. I think that we all do it to some extent, but I definitely, this has been an issue for me because, and I think, I think I've talked about this before that I, 
feel like I've kind of compartmentalized myself. Like I'm a certain person around some people. And then when I'm around my family, I'm like this friends, this other friends, this. And then when like all of these people get together, I like have a huge identity crisis. Like I'll be like, well, with that group of friends, I really like sports. But with this group of friends, I really hate sports. So when these groups of friends are coming together, which one do I act on? And again, I I don't feel this way as much now that I've gotten older. I've found a different way to look at it. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, when I was younger, for sure, for sure, did not know, did not know who I was and just kind of took the people I was around or the cool people I hung out with and just became that because I thought that it would get them to like me. And based on your answers, it sounds like a lot of us have this issue. I think that it's normal. I think that it's normal to an extent to, you know, want to find common ground with the person that you're maybe interested in dating. So yeah, I think the majority of us tell a few white lies like, oh yeah, I really love that. Or like, you really love a band that you only know two of their songs or something like that. But we've taken it to an extreme. All right. A lot of you guys have gotten involved in a lot of weird things because you wanted a boy to like you. I'll go first. How about because my main thing that I pretended to do, well, besides the sports things, I've talked about the sports, but besides that, the thing that I did most often to try and get a guy to like me was memorizing rap songs or like learning a lot about a certain rapper. Like, but the bummer is that sometimes I would do it and then I would really start to like them. Like I did this with J Cole for so long because I had a crush on this guy who loved J Cole. So I would just pretend to like J Cole. And now I really do like him. So, I mean, there's the silver lining, but also like I would memorize full rap albums, like watch the throne with Jay-Z and Kanye. I have that whole album memorized word for word because I wanted a guy to like me and he loved watch the throne. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is my, this is my favorite music ever. And I would have memorized it either way. So isn't that crazy that we have that in common? We did not have that in common. And honestly, now sometimes I listen to watch the throne and I feel upset, (laughs) I feel triggered. So yeah, we, we all do this some more than others. And some of us are willing to go to some wild extents, such as this first submission, which is I got really into mountain biking. It's truly torturous. And I even bought a $3,500 mountain bike. I mean, I get it. The outdoor stuff is usually like that was the most common answer I got was anything outdoors. And here's the thing I've evolved. You guys know that I've evolved with my outdoorsiness. Like I will dabble. I'll dip a toe in. You know, I, I don't I'm not cannonballing into outdoor activities, but I will give things a shot and I will do my best to have a good attitude. Will I camp? No. Will I glamp? Sure. Will I backpack? No. Will I go on a hike? Sure. Like I I have found this middle ground where I do enjoy the outdoors and it doesn't feel like a lie. But this whole concept of pretending to like the outdoors, yeah, been there, been there as apparently all of us have been. What is it about, about men and the outdoors? Do they not know? Do they not know about inside? (laughs) Like, haven't they felt the benefits of being inside all the time? Oh, it's just, it's a gorgeous experience being indoors. And I don't, I don't understand. But again, I'm getting better at this because there is, there is beauty. All right. There's beauty in the outdoors, but, but whatever. Next thing that somebody pretended to like blowjobs. This was actually pretty common. I'm not going to lie. There there was a handful of you who said that you pretended to like blowjobs. Listen, let's get it. Let's get it out in the open. If you don't like it, don't do it. You shouldn't do it. And if the person you're like or your person you're with really likes you, that should not be a problem. And guess what? If it is a problem, they're a problem. So if you don't want to do it, just don't do it anymore. Okay, there's my two cents. Next thing that somebody pretended to like improv. Improv is so painful to me. Uh, I I don't know what it is. Like I've gone to several, I would say, okay, I was going to say an above average amount of improv shows, but I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I've been to a lot of improv shows because I'm convinced every time that they're going to be super funny. And I, I think the thing with improv is that it's really fun for the people on stage. 
Like, I don't think that you go to improv shows to like laugh. I think you go to like watch four people on stage, like have the time of their lives. Like that's kind of, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting because me personally, I've never gone to an improv show and like laughed out loud, even like really good improv shows, like the ones that like, uh, what is it? UCB in LA, like that's supposed to be like the best of the best improv. I've maybe let out one of these. <laughs> that's, that's probably the extent of my laughter that has come from improv. So I got to say, pretending to like improv for a man, that's, that's a bad one for me. That's a bad one for me. It would take, it would take Oscar worthy acting skills for me to pretend to like improv that much. Another very common answer is that a lot of you guys just pretended to like him in general. Just him as a person uh, seemed to be a struggle for a lot of you guys. And this is one of those, this is one of those answers that I feel like there's a broader topic to discuss because I've so been there. I've so been there. Like somebody you're dating really, really likes you. And so you feel validated and you feel good, but you never really stop to ask yourself like, well, do I even like them? Like, is this the person that I, I want to date or want to hang out with or even know on a friendly level? Like, and when the answer is no, we just kind of push that aside because the validation and the feeling of somebody liking us is so good. Like I remember I, I had a boyfriend that I dated off and on for a few years. And I remember Every time we were like in a in an on phase where we were like dating and seeing each other a lot, I remember being like, I I don't even like you. Like I have no desire to like chat with you all day or like even share a meal with you. Like I don't really like you. But then we would be on an off phase and he would date somebody else. And I was immediately like, no, but I really, really like him. I know I really like him. And I remember talking to somebody about this once and they were like, that seems like your ego is bruised. And you just want somebody who will validate you and make you feel good. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that is that is exactly right. And I don't think it's weird because obviously somebody liking you and telling you that you're cool and pretty and awesome and whatever is amazing. But it's, first of all, not fair. It's not fair to the person that you're dating for you to pretend to like them. Let's get that out of the way. It's just not, it's not a good way to treat somebody to make them feel like you like them when you're probably lying. But also I think that there's a part of us that does it out of not wanting to be single or not wanting to be alone. Like I think a lot of girls when they're dating a guy that they don't really like, I think that the thought crosses their mind like, well, at least I'm not single. Like, at least I have somebody to text or at least I have somebody to hang out with or at least I'm not lonely. And have we really stopped to ask ourselves, like, it, is it better than being single? Because I've been in relationships and I've been single recently and being single is awesome. I mean, being in a relationship, also awesome. I'm just saying it's not like one is preferable to the other. So it's not like we have to say, well, like, at least I'm not single because single is not a step down. Like you guys know that I was in my dating myself era and every time I would like plan something or I would want to go do something, I was like, this bitch rules. Like she wants to do everything I want to do. She has my exact same taste in movies and food and activities. She has my same sleep schedule. Like everything about her is perfect. That's how I felt when I was dating myself, by the way. Like I just felt like I got to do everything that I wanted to do. I didn't have to share a bed. I didn't have to do anything, anything at all, except just love myself, take care of myself. It was great. I just think we have put too much fear into being single because that was my fear when I was, you know, young and single. I was like, this is terrible. And I'm afraid I'm afraid for my life, <laughs> but I just, I don't feel that way anymore. I hope we can kind of tweak that because I think that a lot of people in general, like date people that they don't even like or want to spend time with, uh, because of that fear. And I'm here to tell you that being single slaps. All right, let's go on to the next thing that you guys have pretended to like. And that is, again, Kanye West. I feel like if women have had a Kanye West phase in their life, it was 100% for a man. Like I've never met somebody, and this is coming from somebody who used to listen to a lot of Kanye West. 
and genuinely did like him for a period of time in my life. Like, I feel like I can trace that back to a guy telling me that he liked Kanye West. And I, I think that this concept is interesting. And I've like, I, as I'm in this, you know, new era of my life that I never shut up about, I've, I've looked back on my past and just kind of seen like chapters of my life be defined by guys I liked at that time period. Like certain music reminds me of certain times in my life. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was because so-and-so liked that. Or I dressed a certain way and I'm like, oh, that was when I was dressing like this. Oh, I was dressing like that because I was dating that guy. Like all of these things. And it's, it's not like depressing. I mean, it's fine. I don't necessarily love it. I wish I didn't put so much weight onto what the men around me thought, men, guys, like when I was in high school, uh, what the guys around me thought about me. But now I, I see, I have like a deeper appreciation for it, I think, because I feel like every guy I liked or dated seriously or anything like that, I feel like they, they did help me discover a part of me. And this is the concept that I was talking about before when I'm like, yeah, I have no set personality and I don't really know what to do about it. I've decided to look at it differently. And instead of being like, oh yeah, I just like chameleon to whoever I'm around. I like to think of it like I'm just a little, I'm just a little jigsaw puzzle. And every person that I meet who has like qualities that I admire, I can, you know, try to emulate that. Or I can try to be more like that or be more, you know, empathetic or kind or generous or these things that I love that other people do. And I can kind of piece together myself. And I've tried to look at like guys I've been with (laughs) in that way. It's harder. Okay. It's harder because sometimes they suck and they have no redeeming qualities, but that's not always the case. And I think that every single relationship in my life made me more a certain way. What, and, and maybe it was more like, you know, more unwilling to take bullshit. Maybe that was the, something that I learned from somebody. Maybe it made me more aware of myself. Maybe it made me nicer. Maybe it made me more patient. Whatever it is, I'd like to think of I like to think of every relationship in my life as kind of being a piece of me rather than me not knowing who I am and needing other people to fill in the blanks. So, maybe it's the same concept, but it kind of makes me feel better about it. <laughs> This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you guys have those moments when you're talking to somebody and you start feeling like a really intense emotion, like you either start getting really stressed or anxious or mad, and you can't really figure out why, but you know it's like something deep within you that you haven't addressed? I feel like the older I get, the more I'm able to realize those things, but I have a feeling it's going to take me a long time to get to the bottom of everything about myself. And that is where therapy comes in. I go to therapy because I want to understand myself deeper. I want to be more self-aware. I want to know why I do the things that I do and how I can improve upon them and live my life in the happiest possible way. If you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp is a great place to start. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. BetterHelp removes a lot of the roadblocks that we feel when we're first starting therapy. Like, how am I going to find a therapist? What if I don't like them? How can I switch? How do I find an office that's close enough to me? You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get to know yourself, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com bad today to get 10% off of your first month. Once again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad for 10% off of your first month. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by GameTime. As most of us have learned in the last year, buying tickets can be extremely stressful and it shouldn't be. Buying tickets to your favorite events should be the opposite of stressful. It should be fun. You should be getting excited about what you're about to go do. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets. They also have a best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited 
for the fun you're about to have. The best parts about the app, they've got flash deals and last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. It also has good images of the seat views so you know what you're buying. And like I said, they've got a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. GameTime is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right now up to the day of the event. Also, get this. They've got the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. But if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code bad for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, download the game time app, create an account and redeem the code bad for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, the next thing that somebody pretended to like, somebody pretended to like powdered milk. And this one <clears throat> had me confused because in what context does a guy like powdered milk so much that you need to pretend to like it? Like, does he drink it a lot? Is he putting it in baked goods? Because if he is putting it in baked goods, I say marry that man right now. I highly doubt that that's what's going on. But in case you guys didn't know, when you make brown butter for your, you know, cookies or brownies or whatever it is, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just learned this on TikTok and it changed my life forever. You can put powdered milk in with it and it will give you more milk solids to brown and it will give you a stronger brown butter flavor. I did not expect to share this information in this episode, but when I when I saw powdered milk, I just... You know, we had to get something good out of this submission. Um, the next one, I straight up learned how to play the ukulele for a guy. Ukulele is cool in the right context. I don't know what that context is yet. I'm still waiting to find it, but I believe that it has the potential to be cool. This does tie into the next one, which again was submitted several times, pretending to like him serenading me on the guitar. And Guys, if there's any guys out there listening, tell your friends, spread the word, put it in the newspaper, put it on your LinkedIn. I personally have never met a girl who liked getting serenaded, okay, who liked being sat down and having a guy play a song on the guitar one-on-one. -on -one. I've never, ever met a girl. Maybe you found one, okay? And if you did, I, I, I'm just going to trust that she's not lying, but personally, from where I'm sitting, I've never met a girl who genuinely did like it. So I, I just want to put that out there. You, you can stop. It's very cool that you play the guitar. We, we absolutely love it for you. Do it on your own time. Okay. Don't make me sit here and suffer and smile through this extremely painful situation. This one was, <laughs> this one's wild. She said that she used to trip herself because she thought that guys liked, whoa, that's a hard word. She used to trip herself because she thought guys liked clumsy girls. Oh, if this is not a result of like early 2000s chick flicks, I don't know what is. Why was the clumsy girl? Oh, my feminism is going to get boiling hot right here because I feel like it's probably tied down to like, or tied into like, we thought that guys liked girls who like were just like so helpless and like broken little birdies. Like, I feel like that's probably where it comes from. But I mean, I got to admit, I probably thought things like this, too. I mean, I, just going along with clumsy, I used to think that guys like just dumb girls. And turns out I didn't even have to fake it for all those years. I just really am dumb. No, I'm joking. But I just I feel like there's all of these like tropes in 
those early 2000s we're doing chick flick madness on the patreon right now so i'm like thinking about all these movies where like yeah the girl is like yeah she's clumsy or she like can't help herself or she drops everything or she's just like so broken and needs a man to come in and save her so yeah i get why so many of that is um or so many of us have that basically seared into our brains another thing that you guys a lot of you guys have pretended to like longboarding i have lived in utah basically my whole life. And a lot of people here longboard. What's going on with that? Why, why the longboarding? It seems like there's like eight different or eight like other things that you could ride down a hill that would be exponentially more fun. On top of that, I've never met a lo- somebody who like longboards like a lot who hasn't broken their arm. So I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. Uh, here's a good list of things that somebody pretended to like for a guy. ATVs, mountain biking, football, pickleball, Joe Rogan, Republicans, and lamb. <laughs> and then in parentheses, it says the meat. <laughs> Would be weird if you just had a real interest in the animal. I, uh, Yeah, the meat. Weird thing to pretend to like. But yeah, that's that about does it. That's about the that's a good summary of the majority of things that we've all pretended to like football, pickleball, Joe Rogan, Republicans and lamb. Okay, how about how about this one? This one I relate to so much and it is actually painful. She said at 17, I learned that the steering wheel in my 2001 car could lock slash unlock. I would pretend like I didn't know how to unlock it. And so I couldn't get to school. I would have to call him. (laughs) and ask him how to unlock it. It was dumb. Yeah, I have done this with car stuff. I'm not going to lie. I had a crush on this guy and I told him that I didn't know how to put windshield wiper fluid in my car, which is literally the easiest thing to do with a car. It's literally easier than turning on your windshield wipers, like filling up that thing with windshield wiper fluid. So I would like FaceTime him and be like, can you help me? I can't remember where it is. I just, I need help. I'm so stupid. And I don't know why I did that. It's embarrassing. And like, (laughs) I will say the worst, (laughs) the worst part. So I'm like, I moved obviously. And I live down like kind of near where I'm from and where I went to high school. And I run into people all the time. And sometimes I run into, okay, this has happened twice. I don't know why I'm saying like this happens all the time. But I've run into guys that I dated and they're like with their wives. And like, I just feel this rush of shame that that person has that memory of me. Like that guys are, I have a met, like that some guy out there has a memory of me that I didn't know how to fill up my windshield wiper fluid tank. Like that is so, so excruciatingly embarrassing, (laughs) but not as embarrassing as somebody who pretended like Sizzler's all you can eat shrimp. (laughs) I don't even care that it's a sizzler. Honestly, sometimes I crave, sometimes I crave sizzler. That's where the blooming onion is, right? Wait, is that an outback? It might be an outback, but either way, that's, that's not, that's not what I'm beefing with here. Pun intended. I take issue with the all you can eat shrimp. First of all, why did, why did this person like all you can eat shrimp? The person that you were pretending to like it for any all you can eat seafood, so many red flags, all you can eat seafood, all you can eat sushi. Like, why do you have so much of it? Why do you have so much that you can provide all you can eat to absolutely everybody? Nobody should have that much seafood on hand. Like that's just, it's alarming. It's, 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 uh, it's food poisoning waiting to happen. It just seems like any person who likes all you can eat seafood of, of any kind, uh, is not afraid to die and should be put in a federal prison. I was going to say it sounds like a war crime, but somebody told me that I shouldn't say things are war crimes. So I, I don't know. I guess I'll go with that. It's not a war crime, but it should be some type of crime. Uh, the next thing that somebody uh, pretended to do, they said that they hated. Oh, wait, hold on. She says that I hated making my own decisions and I needed him to do it again, again with the helplessness. This is, this is so common. And it's like, it was in all media growing up. So of course we thought this, like, I don't know. I just need you to, I just need you to swoop in. I need you to swoop in and make my decisions for me. Another thing I did that I feel like fits into this same like genre is that I used to do that with driving. I used to be like, I hate driving. I like, don't even know. I don't even know how to put my car in drive. I'm so confused. 
And now I always drive. Well, I, I shouldn't say I always drive. Like if somebody's picking me up, then obviously they're going to drive. But I just, I don't know why. I just thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was hot. I thought it was a hot girl thing to hate to drive. No, it's, it's not. It, I'm the worst passenger of all time. I do feel like I warn people pretty aggressively when I get into their car. Like, Hey, by the way, I'm the world's worst passenger. I'm a below average driver, but I'm also far below average as a passenger. So I don't know, just pick your, pick your, pick your poison. This episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. Did you guys know that shipping costs are the number one cause of abandoned carts? And if you're running an e-commerce business, the very last thing you want is people abandoning their carts. But in a landscape where free and fast shipping is the norm, it can be hard for smaller e-commerce businesses to compete. So keep yourself competitive with ShipStation. When you use ShipStation, you can lower your shipping costs, make returns easily, and keep your customers happy. And with all the time you save from automating your shipping tasks, you can keep your business growing all year long. I have used ShipStation for years. If you have received a package from me, it was shipped with ShipStation. ShipStation makes it easy to grow your business by handling your orders from every marketplace in one dashboard. They effortlessly integrate everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. With the best discounts in the industry, you'll never worry about overpaying for shipping. You can get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough, I'm about to hit you with a promo code so you can try ShipStation for free for two months. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of the companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So keep growing your business all year long with ShipStation. Use the promo code BAD today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code BAD for your free 60-day trial. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey Kreppel, full-time YouTuber, part-time preschool teacher, and now the host of the podcast Circle Time. Join me every week as me and my guests mix the childlike wonder and conversational openness and acceptance of preschool that we're all nostalgic for with the realism, honesty, and wisdom baked into adulthood. With classroom-structured roots, we'll rehash standout moments of day-to-day -day life, dive into buzzy pop culture moments, and really just get to know each other on a deeper level. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Kreppel and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the next thing that somebody pretended to like day trading, day trading. I don't actually even know. I couldn't even tell you what this is. Like, I wish I had more of a response, but I couldn't even tell you the first thing about anything. I think it's, I think it's stock market. I think it's some, some stonk market shit. Uh, but I have no idea what any of this is. Whenever anybody starts talking to me about anything that even resembles finance, I'm like, nope, you lost me. You lost me at like the first word you said. However, I have seen the big short and also Wolf of Wall Street. So, I mean, could I work on Wall Street? Probably. Just like how I've seen Molly's game. So yeah, I could probably run an underground poker ring. No problem. Okay, the next thing that somebody pretended to like for a guy would be anime. Anime was a common answer. And I want to be fair because not everybody who likes anime is creepy, but all creeps like anime. And I think that that has been scientifically proven. So again, if your boyfriend likes anime, I don't think that's not, that's that weird. You know, he likes like Pokemon or, uh, no, no, what, what is that one? Naruto, Naruto, wait, Naruto, Naruto. I think that's what it is. Not sure. Attack on Titan. I, I'm not saying that everybody who likes anime is a psycho, but I just, I, I feel like in the psycho community, anime is prevalent. 
Just something to keep in mind. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, next thing, going to five to six hours of church on Sundays. Who is going to six hours of church on Sunday? Who? That is not, that is not what the Lord wants. That is not what he wants you to be doing. I wouldn't do literally anything for six hours. Like I, I couldn't name one activity that I care enough about that I would even do it for one hour. I'm going to be honest. Six hours is so long. It's so long. Like I, I haven't even sinned enough in my life to need six hours of church every Sunday. Oh, that's overwhelming, to be honest. Somebody said, I drove 40 minutes to him to take him a Gatorade because he was working <laughs> and wanted to see me. Like some of these are embarrassing and some of them are funny, but some of them are just so inconvenient. Like the inconvenient things we have done and then just been like, oh yeah, I was like, I was just like right nearby. Like really, I drove three and a half hours to get here in traffic. Or it's like, yeah, no, I'm like still awake. Took a five hour energy at 1130 PM. Like just the most inconvenient things because it just feels so good when somebody wants to hang out. And again, I am not judging anybody because I know for a fact I have done far more, far more inconvenient things. Just hoping that a guy would ask me to hang out. For example, I got bunion surgery on my left foot right? And I was in a cast and I had like a little shoe that I put on the bottom of the cast so I could walk in it. And then once I got the cast off, I had a boot that I could walk in. When I got the surgery, they gave me a handicap parking pass and it was awesome. However, when I was about to get my boot off and my handicap parking pass was about to expire, I went through the process of going to the doctor so that I could get it extended. I could get the handicap parking pass extended. And I went to the DMV or wherever you go to get it. And I had the dates extended because, well, first of all, because it was crazy convenient. Okay. And maybe this is dishonest, but the real reason I wanted to keep my handicap parking pass is because this one guy that I had the biggest crush on lived at this apartment complex and there was never anywhere to park except for this one handicapped parking spot. So I didn't want to have nowhere to park just in case this guy ever wanted. This is true. This is, this is a so true. It hurts. And guess what? He did ask me to hang out once. It was one time. And you want to know what? The parking pass came in handy. Was it such a, was it such an inconvenient process to get that thing extended? Yes. But did I do it and it worked? Yeah. So please don't feel like I'm judging you. I, I, I don't even have words for what I just told you guys. I'm so embarrassed. Um, and that guy was such a dud. I feel so annoyed that I did that. Oh, not to mention I did this for the same guy. That's why this made me think of this. Not to mention how many times I purchased tickets to like, sports games or concerts or things like that, just so I could text somebody and be like, Hey, I randomly have two tickets to this thing. Do you want to go with me? Like I didn't just spend hundreds of dollars on something specifically with him in mind. Oh, okay. Something that came up, up a lot that we need to discuss is how many of you guys lied about enjoying adult activities with somebody, i.e., Faking orgasms. You guys, come on. You come what are we out here doing charity work now? You're gonna just be giving those things away for free? You can't be faking those. What what good is that doing? No, it helps no one. A guy should be fully aware if he is not holding up his his end of the bargain. Okay. And also, not only that, you deserve to not fake it. You deserve to actually experience it. So I don't know. All I can say to that is please stop. Those things are valuable. They should be earned. Okay. Don't give them away for free. Don't give him the participation trophy. Just, you know, make him work for it. Here's the problem with like faking things in general, not just orgasms, just like, you know, pretending to be into stuff that you're not really into. We got to be thinking long-term here, ladies. Like we got to, what's our, what's our long game? Because if you pretend to like them and he likes that about you, that you like them, you're going to have to like that stuff forever. Like, I can't even tell you how many people submitted things and they were like, yeah, I had to pretend to like Frisbee golf and then I married him and now I have to play Frisbee golf all the time and I can't tell him that I've been lying for three years. Like we got to be thinking ahead because they're going to get to know the real you eventually. Don't you want to do that? Like as soon as possible, 
Like, let's cut to the chase. I just feel like we would waste so much less time in dating if we just presented ourselves exactly as we are. I'm not saying like the, you know, shitty parts of yourself, maybe keep those hidden for at least a few weeks, but like your interests and what you want to do and what you want your life to look like, like present those with total honesty up front. Otherwise, you're going to drag out a situation way longer and way more painfully than is ever necessary. So I don't know. Honesty might be the way to go here, folks. Uh, If only I could give younger Maddie some some serious advice. I just remember feeling so confused. Like sometimes I would lay in bed and be like, who am I? Like, what do I even like? What is my personality? What kind of music do I enjoy? Like I liked this guy so much one time. And I remember he messaged me on Facebook. So mysterious and sexy. And he was like, send me your top 15 songs and I'll send you my top 15 songs. And I was like, okay, perfect. And he was like this like kind of indie guy, you know, like I knew that he would like, like cool, not well-known music. Like I wasn't going to throw any like JB on there. Like I was going to get some deep cuts. So I went on iTunes. <laughs> I'm just remembering the process of this and it's worse than I remembered. Uh, I went on iTunes and I would find like really underground bands like maybe ones that I had heard of like every now and then like not not like and that I hadn't heard from anybody my age like once that I would hear like my older brother and his friends like mention and I'd be like oh my gosh okay I gotta look this up the new pornographers let's look them up and then I would go on iTunes and I would look up the popularity scale and I would go to like one of their least popular songs (laughs) and I would choose that one Like I would kill to see the list of songs that I sent this guy. He was probably like, what is going on? But I picked like the least popular songs from like not very popular bands because I just so desperately wanted this guy to think that I had a cool taste in music and it's stuff like that, that I would do. And then I would sit and like stare at myself in the mirror and be like, what do you even like? What kind of music do you like? It was so confusing. But guess what? He loved, he loved the playlist and it crushed. So I don't know. Again, I would love to see what was on that. I know I put like bright eyes on there and I probably put, I don't know, death cab for cutie, which by the way, I do actually genuinely really like them. Okay. Next one. I memorized every player on the Nets basketball team. Yep. I have done something similar. I memorized all of the, like not regions. What's the, yeah, maybe region or like conference. I don't know. Like, you know, like there's like the Northeast, Southeast or whatever, but like in baseball, it's like the NL East, the AL West or whatever. I memorized all of those teams in order, literally just hoping, like, I didn't even do that for a specific guy. I just hoped that one day a guy would ask me that never happened. And now I still have that useless information in my brain. Maybe if I hadn't spent so much time trying to memorize where which division, oh, division, which division every single baseball team was in, I would have room for things that were important, like Vanderpump rules. But unfortunately, I filled my brain up with stupid stuff when I was 20 years old. Okay, next thing that somebody pretended to like for a guy, Call of Duty slash Halo slash League of Legends. A lot of you guys are faking an interest in video games. Fun fact, my older brother, Tyson, is the art director at Riot, and Riot is the studio that makes League of Legends, and he's very talented, and it's actually very cool. So please do not mistake uh, me talking about this as me thinking that video games are lame, because I do not think they're lame. And if you're into them and you do them for yourself, then please, please continue to do so. However, faking liking them for a guy that's when it gets lame it's not in the video game itself it's in the pretending to like it part that you don't deserve to do to yourself you know what I mean I have you know dated many people basically every (laughs) I don't know why I said many people I have not dated that many people but I have dated and been with people who are gamers who like to you know play xbox or playstation or whatever and let me tell you I have picked up that controller before and done my best to like play shooter games. I, I don't know what happens, but my brain short circuits when I have to control my, like where I'm looking and moving forward or backward or to the side and aiming a gun. Like, I think that people who can game well, it's actually pretty impressive. Like I'm, I am impressed with people who can do that because I have tried before and like, it's the most frustrating thing in the world to me. I, hate doing things 
that make me feel uncoordinated. Like if I feel awkward doing it, I I don't want to do it. It's why I don't like learning new activities. <laughs> like that's why I don't like participating in golf. I told you guys that I'm no longer hating golf, but I, I still don't really want to do it because I hate the way it feels when I am not used to it. And that's how I feel when I game. However, I'm an absolutely dirty slut for some Mario. If it's 2D and all I have to do is run forward and jump, like I can crush any video game that's that genre. But when it's 3D or like open world or whatever you call it, when you have to actually walk around, you move your head, you have to walk forward, aim the gun, use your little aimer, change your gun, all that stuff. Hard. It's very hard. So genuinely impressed with any of you out there who do game because it's, it's impossible for me. If I had better, like, dexterity in my hand, I am absolutely sure that I would would have pretended to like video games or be good at video games or like spend a lot of time learning how to get good at video games for a guy. I'm just sure of that. Okay. The next thing is Owl City. This guy was so obsessed with him. And I also listened to him every day. Do you guys remember our collective Owl City phase? I, I feel like that was a really iconic time for all of us. When Fireflies came out, that really did a number on millennials. It really did. Uh, I talked about last week how I'm no longer ashamed to be a millennial. And then in the Patreon episode this week, I talked about how I went to an all day Harry Potter marathon when uh, the seventh movie came out, like uh, whatever, book seven, part one. And somebody messaged me and they were like, girl, I was so ready to defend millennial culture. And then you told me you went to an all day Harry Potter marathon and now I will roast you for eternity. And you know what? I get it. It was a fair hit and I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. The next thing that somebody pretended to like MMA, a lot of people pretending just to like fighting in general. I just don't, I don't enjoy watching people fight. Okay. I don't enjoy watching people punch each other. I get it. It's a cool sport, whatever. I love it, you know, in a cinematic way. I love a boxing movie or an MMA movie. Warrior is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And that's MMA. But I watching in real life, different experience, really different experience. Not that I've ever seen one in real life, but, you know, watching it on TV. I know a lot of people like the movie Southpaw. But when I saw Southpaw in theaters uh, right afterwards, my boyfriend broke up with me. And so I have some like sour feelings about the movie Southpaw. Also Jake Gyllenhaal, because I'm part of the Swifterhood. Speaking of fights, though. One time I went to Vegas with my mom and my sisters-in-law and we were, we happened to be there on the same weekend as the Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao fight, which was a huge fight. And the only reason I know that is because we were in Vegas for it. So I could, I could tell it was a really big deal. We saw a bunch of celebrities. I met Charles Barkley, random celebrity to meet, but I did. Uh, but that was cool because we were staying in the same hotel as Manny Pacquiao and his whole entourage. So we got to see like him. We saw him walk by huge bus with him on it. Like that was kind of cool. Uh, but still don't really enjoy watching people get punched in the face. Sue me. Okay. The last one that we'll talk about is two of them. Somebody said that they pretended to like Wes Anderson films. And somebody said they pretended to like Quentin Tarantino films. Like the film bro demographic. I'm sorry, but get a grip. Okay. Please. Like you need to stop judging people so harshly on their movie taste coming from somebody who judged a lot of people for a long time in their taste in movies until I realized I have terrible taste in movies. Like I, I know what a good movie is. Like I, I, I know I, I have seen a lot of them. I feel like my top five are like really good movies. But when it boils down to it, like, I just want to watch a movie that will entertain me. Like, I don't mind Fast and Furious. All right. I don't like Marvel mainly just because I'm not invested in like the world. And I also feel like I'm drinking out of a fire hose when it comes to Marvel. Like, there's just way too much. But like, I like a little entertainment. You know, I wanted to hate Top Gun. You guys, I'm, uh, oh, this is so humiliating. I wanted to, li- I wanted to hate Top Gun. I loved it. I cried at the end. It was humiliating. But you know what? I just want to be entertained. That's, that's what I'm realizing. But let me tell you guys what I think about Quentin Tarantino. And I don't know if I've shared this theory about him before. First of all, I don't like Quentin Tarantino on principle. Okay. I think he's a creep and, uh, I don't love any of his movies. I know every single person who loves Quentin Tarantino is listening to this and judging me hardcore, but therein lies my beef with Quentin Tarantino because so many people And so many of these like film, film people decide whether or not somebody has good taste in movies based on if they like Quentin Tarantino movies. 
Like if I tell somebody that I don't like a Quentin Tarantino, they automatically assume that I have bad taste in movies. Like I don't want somebody to think I have bad taste in movies just because I didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I want somebody to think I have bad taste in movies because I think Aquamarine should have won best original screenplay. Like I, I just feel like Quentin Tarantino is this weird standard for all the film bros out there. And they look down on anybody who doesn't love Quentin Tarantino. So I don't know. I, I beef with him on principle. And if you like him, fine. I mean, he is obsessed with women's feet and it's extremely weird. His movies are also wildly violent, which I don't necessarily enjoy. But if you like him, fine. Just stop telling everybody else that they have bad taste because they don't like Quentin Tarantino. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox about Quentin Tarantino. I just feel like feel like we really need to stick it to the film, the the film. You know, it's like people who call it cinema. Like it's that category of people who are super judgy about Quentin Tarantino. Like get over it. Oh, all right. Seems like a good place to end because I need several moments to cool off after my Quentin Tarantino rant. I don't know why I feel I feel probably too passionately about this. Like I could probably cool it in a major way. Moral of the story, my sweet, sweet baby angels. Everything about you is perfect and you've never done anything wrong and nothing about you should ever be lied about ever. Not your interests, not the books you read or the food you like or the people that you hang out with. You should never have to lie about any piece of you to get somebody to like you. Because guess what? If they don't like you, that's their issue. And to be honest, it's a little bit cringe that they don't like you. And if they choose not to like you, again, bad decision, make sure that you hang out with the person who loves you the most, which should always be yourself. That's the moral of the story. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening. You can join me over on Patreon for bonus content if you want. And also you can shop merch at the Dear Media store. Is there anything else? Can't remember. But remember to be safe and be kind and be hot. And I'll see you next Monday, bright and early. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.